Yeah, someday you just can't get the belt through the loop. <laughs> Kick it, boss. Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 254, October 28th, 2019. It was 75 degrees on this day in 1948. Late 40s and early 50s had some beautiful uh, fall days. And 17 degrees on this day in 1905 and 1925. <laughs> and the fire no, in L.A. right now from the mayor's office. is... You know, if you need a reference point, it ain't that far from Dodger Stadium. It's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production, Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Souchere. A uh, film of the fire in L.A. is uh, treacherous. It's horrifying. Yeah. Uh, it's hellish. Uh, and it's affecting... Uh, now you'll get a lot of attention because it's affecting areas where celebrities live. You know, you got to get Kate Hudson out of there. Right. right. You know, and LeBron and, and all that gang. But if you've ever been to L.A., uh, you everybody who's ever been to L.A. knows exactly where this is taking place. When you get one of those crummy tours on Hollywood Boulevard... You know, uh, an old Ford Bronco with the roof chopped off it, and it can seat about 12 people, and the guy takes 50 bucks or whatever. Right. That's where he drives you through, that whole area there. And, uh, uh, yes, this will be associated by the hysterians with climate change. And I, I, I think it's dreadful. Uh, I think it's, uh, it's a horrible situation. A uh, couple points about that in climate change. A, this is common. California was built to burn. These Santa Ana winds are an annual event. And people now in California over the years, they've built in every possible nook and cranny. They're, they have houses hanging off the edges of cliffs. They're burrowed deep into canyons. They're on hillsides. Uh, they're, they're, they're in harm's way. Wherever they've been built, they're in harm's way. Right. And, and uh, there is a sense, sense when, 1961, that's 58 years ago, it was one of the worst fires in Los Angeles history, fanned by Santa Ana winds when it burned in the West Side area in November of '61. 480 homes were destroyed in the Bel Air fire. That's six, call it 60 years ago. This has been happening throughout time. The difference is more and more people now live in danger. They they live in harm's way. When these babies ignite, the winds are that strong. The humidity's 10 percent. You built your house like a little birdhouse perched on the edge of a cliff. You're in trouble. That's what's amazing. You're in trouble. Those firefighters that are fighting those fires, have, you've described an exact video of they're on the edge trying to put the fire out and this house is burning. You thought, how the hell could they build there? Anybody ever read the Michael Conley books about Harry Bosch? Read some. I haven't read well, them Harry, all. Harry lives, if, if, yeah. if that was real, Harry lives in a house right now. That either would be on fire or will be shortly. Have you? Because uh, he looks uh, from his deck, he looks at the 405 freeway. Well, the 405 freeway right now is the evacuation route, and they're driving through flames. Have you watched oh. the television show on Amazon? I did not. Bosch. I did not. I did not. Uh, there's a beautiful house he lives in. That's exactly what you just said. It's, it's all on glass yep. on a cliff, looks out over it. Wonderful series, by the way. If you get yep. a chance to watch it on all Amazon. Right. Five uh, seasons. Uh, uh, Brian uh, Hoffmeister is corroborating something I've been noticing. He says, I live in Wyoming and work in North Branch. Just about every gas station, Casey's Quick Trip, and Holiday are offering $12 to $13 an hour starting wages. I, I have 
I am constantly seeing help wanted. I saw it at Carboni's yesterday on my walk. Okay. Where they need dishwashers, they need servers, they need pizza makers. Uh, it's everywhere. There's got to be a way to to convince feral youth of the merits of employment. That's not enough money for them. No, I know, but there's something, there's a link to be done there. There's jobs are going begging. And even 13 bucks an hour is better than being a feral youth. Okay, what happened to the young man <laughs> that used to work at McDonald's? I don't know. At, at age, what, 15 or 17 maybe? He's probably I don't think... Plastic surgeon right now. I don't know. I don't think what they understand is those thirteen an hour, thirteen dollars per hour jobs. Eventually, if you keep your nose down and, and you study and you try to better yourself, they lead to twenty five dollar uh, per hour jobs and fifty dollars. Of per course, hour they jobs. do. They lead it's to just, management. It takes it takes a couple years of hard work and perseverance and an eye to the future. Yeah, I you know, and you're going to suffer for a few years. We all did. I think when I started this dumb job in the eighties. I think it was probably 11 bucks an hour. And it's right back to that now. Well, <laughs> I started at 5 and went to 550. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, and I'm, Joe here we are again. So not funny. <laughs> not, not funny. Uh, it's not surprising cuz Trump is hated in Washington DC. But I'm not going to boo the guy at a World Series game. I'm, not, I'm just not going to. I would not have booed President Obama had I thought he was a horrible president. You know, you're at the World Series. You know what the country's woefully lacking? Class. Yeah. yeah. Just everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I now hope Houston kicks the bleep out of Washington, which I think they will tomorrow okay. night. I'm still go, go ahead, Chris. For, I'm still rooting it. for the Nationals <laughs> because of what happened with that creep and the, way, and the way the team tried to cover it up and yeah. blame the reporters. I'm, I'm all in and, still on Washington. Yeah, me too. Are you aware of the Washington Post's original obituary headline I, yeah, I for the death of... Uh, for you. Only because you tweeted about it. Otherwise, I would not Abu have Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi. It, it, there's, there's analysis to be done here. Uh, the original headline for the obit was Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi, austere religious scholar at helm of Islamic State, dies at 48. I thought that was you pointed that out. I, I would. Are you kidding it. me? Now, who we've been through this before, but the because the obit talked about him quote being a terrorist. So somebody else writes the headline. Sure, and somebody right? sitting at the copy desk. Well, why would? And here comes the obit, and they got to create a headline for it. Well, what does do that, that tell that? us about the headline writer? Yeah, exactly. What what <laughs> worldview? What ideology could that headline writer possibly have? See, I was going to go a different route. I thought you were going to go. What faith does that particular writer practice? Would that have something to do with it? Uh, no, I think it. it I think it, it. screams of such leftism that they can't bring themselves uh, to acknowledge that this guy was a murdering evil bastard. Then they. Then they. Uh, then they change it when they started to get instantaneously. They started to get ripped. So then they change it to uh, ISIS leader dies. Yeah. And then, you know, maybe by tomorrow it'll be evil bastard was killed. Sure. There, there were some fabulous takeoffs on oh, it, I'm going to give those to you right to, now. Oh, gosh, they were funny. Was it, in fact, an obit or was it a story? I mean, was it back with no, the obituary? No, it's obit? under it obituaries. Obit. Yeah. It was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My goodness. Mao Zong, who saved 25 to 45 million of his own people from having to suffer through the struggles of existence, dies at 82. That's how the Washington Post would have referred to it. Right. Wow. Satan, unorthodox faith leader known for pushing back against famous winemaker Jesus, dies at 14. Oh. 
Voldemort, austere political reformer and aspiring school teacher killed by teen terrorists. <laughs> Genghis Khan, noted traveler, dies at 64. <laughs> noted, noted traveler. <laughs> i got some more, I think, don't I? I, I started thinking of them. There were hundreds of them. Yeah. <laughs> Austere religious scholar. What a what an embarrassment to the uh, news gathering institutions. Just I, just a just an embarrassment. I had to look up the word after you tweeted it. I bet you did. Just yeah. like me. Why does he even? Why does it even go under the old bits? I have no idea. I oh mean, yeah, good, good point. Question. That's yeah. that's what I don't understand. Why would they put it there? After the backlash, Post editors gave the story its third headline iteration. Abu Baghdad al-Baghdadi, extremist leader of Islamic State, dies at 48. But the story's opening paragraph still described al-Baghdadi as an austere religious scholar with wireframe glasses and no known aptitude for fighting and killing. <laughs> wow. This disqualifies the Washington Post, doesn't it? From doesn't, anything, Doesn't yes. it disqualify them from yeah. credibility? Right, yeah. This is astounding. Uh, I'm trying to But haven't they been haven't they not been credible to you in a long time? Yes. Uh, Theodore Bundy, Republican activist, <laughs> law student, and known lady killer, found dead in Florida. <laughs> John Wilkes Booth, famed actor and patriot, dead at twenty six. <laughs> well you could start thinking of these, you know, they're fun. They're you could you could come up with your own. I started I was gonna tweet them and I thought, nah, what the hell? Uh, Joseph Stalin, former seminarian and noted agrarian reformer, dead at 74. <laughs> oh, my God, help us, people. This is amazing to me that they, they, they have allowed us a glimpse into what the news-gathering institutions have become. And they've become yeah. resting places uh, in many cases for leftists who can't define evil because they don't believe in it. Yeah. They're, uh, they're that headline attaches as much, uh, attaches moral equivalency to this evil word I can't say, right. gives him moral equivalency to anybody else in the world who died yesterday. No. Isn't that amazing? Holy cow. <clears throat> That's postmodern moral equivalency. That that headline gave him the moral equivalency of anybody who died yesterday. Wow. Jeffrey Dahmer, connoisseur of exotic and locally sourced meats, dies at thirty-four. <laughs> <laughs> you, you can't. You can. Wow. You can just do these forever. They're fun. I'm, <laughs> look, I'm looking for an explanation here for what they did. Did have they offered one up? Have you seen anything? No. No. So nobody offered any reason. Jeffrey uh, Epstein, Jeffrey Epstein, noted mentor to youth <laughs> and philanthropist, dies at sixty-five. Look at you can just come up with these all day oh, long if you want. Right. Charles Manson, famous songwriter and meditation leader, dead at eighty-three. Right. <laughs> meditation leader. <laughs> Let's see if I can answer Kenny's question. Well, I'm looking here and I'm not finding any sort of explanation at all. I mean, it, it looks like the initial. Obit, they focused on his early career and his education well, get and, this. and whatnot. When the Post first published its story, the newspaper described al-Baghdadi as the Islamic State's terrorist-in-chief. However, for unknown reasons, the Post later changed the headline to describe Baghdadi as an austere religious scholar, giving special emphasis to his academic career. Wow. 
And we're, you're right, Kenny. Why? Where's the explanation? Oh, I'd love to hear the behind-the-scenes uh, story here, what went on. And yet, despite the group's extremist views and vicious tactics, Mr. Baghdadi maintained a canny pragmatism as leader, the Post said. Honest to God, what is going on? So an austere leader wears a, uh, he wears a vest? <laughs> yeah. yeah, suicide vest. A, a suicide vest? vest. <laughs> I'm pulling the three kids with him. That's real class. Yeah. Adolf Hitler. Community organizer and dynamic public speaker dies at fifty six. <laughs> I mean, that's that's these are these are analogies that are absolutely spot on. Do you think yeah. that whoever whoever the person was that wrote that particular headline, do you do you think that in some way they were worried about backlash from? The only thing I can find here, Muslims. Uh, yeah, no. On that, uh, Chris is a spokesman for the paper. This is from uh, USA Today. Christine Karate Kelly later tweeted regarding our obituary, the headline should have never read that way, and we changed it quickly. And that's the only thing I've seen. But it, it, it is very valid of us out here in the hinterlands to call into question the operating ideology of that news desk. Mm-hmm. Every one of these fake obits rings absolutely true, given that they're willing to give a murdering terrorist the moral equivalency of anybody else who died yesterday. As a result uh, of the pushback, do you think that will they'll make any headway? As far as people going, hey, knock this crap off. What well, do you... People have said that to the Washington Post, which sent them scurrying. Yeah. They've changed the headline now three times. but They'll probably just go I, back to normal. I'm not sure they understand their sin. Mm-hmm. I did find another comment from the woman Kenny I was talking about. The spokesperson for the Post said, Post correspondents have spent years in Iraq and Syria documenting ISIS savagery, often at great personal risk. Unfortunately, a headline written in haste to portray the origins of El Baghdadi. Just a minute, stop. You got your computer uh, volume on, son. One of you two does. Can he? No. There we Will go. you start over, John? Yeah. Post correspondents have spent years in Iraq and Syria documenting ISIS savagery, often at great personal risk. Unfortunately, a headline written in haste to portray the origins of El Baghdadi and ISIS didn't communicate that brutality. The headline was promptly changed. That's uh, for okay. other reasoning. Okay. Fine. I'm sorry. Um, no, that's okay. I do love the fact that that did happen to Kenny, and Kenny's quietly looking around to see like, whose computer that is. That jackasses? <laughs> I had just turned mine down about five minutes ago. I was listening to Indiana. I was listening to Indiana once me before we started recording. Indiana wants me. Anyway, sorry I blew it there, there fellas. Sorry, Ken. Okay, now I'm seeing this uh, Christine Karate Kelly. Yeah, a spokesperson for the Post. Uh, she said it was never intended to be that way. Well, you blew it, lady, and, and your whole newspaper looks suspect. Well, and you know what this also does? It just gives the fake news mantra that much more ammunition. Did, did you answer Matthew's question? I thought was legit. It, it, will this change their approach in the future? Yes. You think so? So they'll, you think they'll, 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 they've learned a lesson? They've and, learned a lesson. Okay. I think they've learned a lesson. They won't be that aggressive, maybe. No. But they'll still get their licks in. But it's just, uh, it's just astonishing. Did you anyone watch 
uh, Trump's announcement of the killing of Baghdadi. I didn't yes, see it. Yes, I did see it on no. Sunday morning. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Uh, no. It was... Uh, How so? What do you mean? Well, it was... It's hard to describe, but, he, you know, it was t- typical Trump that he, he did it himself. When he went off script, yeah. it was it was patting himself I, on I the I will back. say I, li- I loved his tweet about it, what was about, it, about being a coward. I yeah. thought that was great. But, I mean, it you know, Trump turned it into a, a chance to make it about him. And, and so instead of a three-minute, you know, God bless America, we've got the most evil man in America on our sites, and we took care of it, and thanks to our— Tremendous service people for their valiant efforts. God bless America. It turned into about an hour of, of uh, yeah, he was trapped like a rat in a cage. He died like a dog. Exactly. He, he, he tr- and all the tunnels were dead end, and we got him in there, you know, on and on and on and on. I, okay, Don, we get it. We get it. However, when we got Osama bin Laden, uh, yeah. his tweets were, uh, President Obama should not be patting himself on the back for getting uh, Osama, uh, it's the military that did it. There's... Well, uh, Trump gave plenty of credit during his rambling. No, I know, but he also said, he was always like, yes, we, we, we. And then well, years later, years before, he said President Obama should not be taking credit really? for that. Yeah, yeah there was a bu- those tweets were retweeted everywhere from Trump. Well, it got to the point yesterday where Trump was taking credit for being the only one in America who warned anybody about bin Laden. And he did so before 2001. And if only people had listened to him, the terror attacks would have been prevented. Uh, There were a a few actual citizens that were on to bin Laden before this happened. I'm not sure Trump was one of them. They were uh, higher ups in the government. But, you know, hats off to you, Trumpy. I'm glad they got this bastard. Right. Let me ask you a question. What should he have said? Because I didn't see the press conference. I just said it. No. You said he went on too long. But what, what what would you have preferred? I guess just uh, he he wasn't presidential. No, I would have preferred dignity and okay. humility right. and humbleness. Okay, you don't get that with him. You're never going to get that. No, with you're him. never going. In fact, to. he advanced it by tweeting out, "Hey, something big's coming. Yes. Something yeah. big's yeah. coming." He did, a, he did a tease on Saturday <laughs> yeah. night. Yeah. What the hey, hell? I, something got to tell you something know. big. What the hell? All I major announcement wanted. coming on That's Sunday. That's what he said. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I, I'm not shocked at anything he said. I just, because I've given up waiting for him to be presidential. That's not going to happen. No. That's just not going to happen. Uh, but you you, uh, you asked me what I would have preferred. I would have preferred some humility. And uh, right. God damn it, we're still the best country in the world, and we got them. And I shouldn't have said God damn it. Uh, we're still a, we're, Son our, of a our, our fighting forces are the best and the bravest. They put this together with excruciating detail and took care of it. The world is much less safer tonight. Thank you, and God bless America. There, there. Boom. Done. Boom. It's a Done deal. It's a we boom. got the son of a buck. Yeah. But it is, <laughs> a it is pretty cool when he describes it, how, how, what they did, how they went down there, the Chinook helicopters flying in, getting the job done, and then boom. But well, he blew himself And he up. went to the ball game, I would imagine, given our growing understanding of his personality. He went to the ball game probably fully expecting to be treated like a hero, right. sure forgetting he the worst bad guy in the world. I think you're right. But uh, that backfired. That that town does not care for him. And maybe if if there was a World Series game five in Omaha last night, <laughs> uh, maybe he wouldn't have been so roundly booed, right? Exactly. And the guy's poor mug. Did you see his face change once he realized yes. that people, yeah. he went from smiling and waving to? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at it right now. Something very big just happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that. Tune in tomorrow. <laughs> right. Yeah, he's teasing an episode. <laughs> Hey, GLers, I hope you got up to EcoFun Saturday for the barbecue. It was a great day, great weather day. It was the Yamaha Let's Ride Barbecue catered by uh, Grundhoffers. Yeah. Uh, they're showcasing and continue to the 2020 Yamaha snowmobiles, and you can get a demo ride anytime you want, uh, not only just last Saturday, but you can try out the Yamaha ATVs and side-by-sides, as well as go try a demo on all the electric bikes and scooters in stock. And if you're into this electric cargo bike thing that we've been talking about, ask Tim. I'm sure he knows all about them. Uh, new electric bikes for grandkids as young as three years old now in stock. Uh, this is EcoFun Motorsports on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. And uh, great year-end sale on electric bikes, including the Bentelli e-bikes, the Yamaha e-bikes, the wild side old-school motorcycle-looking electric bikes, bikes, and getting ready for winter. So uh, full line of Yamaha snowmobiles and what have you, ATVs. It's absolutely fantastic. EcoFun Motorsports is right on Highway 61 in downtown Forest Lake. told yesterday go get us a pumpkin by the cp sure oh. should go see uh downing can i get there please oh sorry sorry yeah. <laughs> she was complaining the about the pumpkin i got before i left to get the pumpkin Ooh. <laughs> Wait a minute, she what? knows you well and caught herself and stopped and said just make it a round one and not too big and uh, so i go see downing yep under the highland water tower and i the minute I pulled in, I walked straight to the thing, and it took thirty seconds. Yeah, you were—you knew what you were. It's because you're for. a man. You know how to shop. It's yeah. one of those things you don't even. And have. I got home, and she praised it. Oh, that's, wow. a good one. that's a good one. Wow, that's a good one. What step are we? I'm at sure here she now? was terribly, terribly anticipating that she was the gonna, worst. She would have some fodder. Did she, in, a, in fact, sneak out later and go get the pumpkin she actually Probably. wanted? No, no, no. <laughs> Rook, walk us through the process. No, no, we're not. We're, we're not. We're done with that. Makes the transaction. <laughs> well, I, I'm kind of interested in Rook's version, actually. <laughs> hey, Downing. Downing was there. See that pumpkin there? Here's my five bucks. That's what it was. See you later. <laughs> no, I gotta Downing, go. Downing told me a story. All the while you were looking at your watch going, I gotta get this pumpkin home. <laughs> on set, this was Sunday that I did this. On Saturday, a mom showed up on her uh, electric cargo bike to buy the pumpkins, and she had three kids riding along with her. And he says, Where was dad? Accompanying them on his own bike. One big happy family, and the world kept spinning just fine. No cause for alarm. Was here, it the here. gal you read about no, last week? No, no, no. Oh. So Downing uh, had a customer who was a woman who showed up on the. Uh, on the cargo bike. Hail the flashlight kid. Hail you. you. Just wanted to share some of our winter riding pictures with you. The wife rides to work, weather permitting. He's talking about bicycles. I will make the effort to ride the five miles, 10 mile round trip to meet her after her shift, and then we ride home together. The city of Duluth does a great job clearing the bike path along the big lake from east to west. How does that work? How would you clear a bike path along the lake from east to west? That would be north to south. Whatever. This is perfect for her getting from uh, Lakeside, where we live, to downtown. I must mention that after a big snow, the bike path is usually cleared off well before the city streets have been plowed. <laughs> well, okay. Huh? We're using old mountain bikes for our winter riding with studded tires. 
Just so you know, fat bike studded tires can cost from 150 to 500 bucks. One of the pictures is from a heavy snow day. Uh, we didn't make it home. We had to call a daughter to pick us up in the family van. The point here is winter, winter riding is for exercise and enjoyment and not to eliminate the gas-powered internally heated vehicle. There ain't no riding at 10 below during heavy snow, don't you know? Winter riding is hit and miss. Patrick Wilmer's in Duluth. Well, he's a GLer who has the right attitude about winter biking. Right. He's not pretending that it's his right. principal Save form of transportation. <clears throat> Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Hail you. <laughs> Joe, those of us in the Fargo area are subjected on an almost weekly basis to diatribes by the eco-warrior Winona LeDuc in the Fargo Forum. Being the water protector she proclaims to be and going to great lengths to protest every possible pipeline project she can find, you would think she would be driving a Prius, a Geo Metro, or a Tesla, right? Well, per the crash report from the weekend in the Detroit Lakes area, it appears the righteous Ms. LeDuc drives nothing less than an evil SUV, a Suburban. Now, I wish no harm uh, uh, come to uh, Ms. LaDuke or her family. And it does appear from the article that the injuries from the accident were mostly to the other party who was driving a smaller car, but were not life-threatening. So that's a positive. But uh, he, he is, uh, this is uh, Mike in Fargo. He's pointing out the hypocrisy of uh, the water protector driving the giant Suburban. But no harm came to right. it. John, you'll have to help me weigh in here. Okay. This guy's got a great point. Uh-oh. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to sound cynical regarding the Eagles since they were one of the bands that helped me develop my taste for classic rock. Uh -huh. I got to see them in 1995 when they reunited for their Hell Freezes Over tour, and it was a great show. Sure. That said, if there's going to be such a large entourage for the upcoming show, including Vince Gill and Deacon Fry, maybe it's time for Don Henley to be the bigger man, extend an olive branch, and invite Don Felder to rejoin the band. Oh, good luck. Felder was responsible for writing the music and the guitar parts for their signature song, Hotel California, and also played a big part, along with the addition of Joe Walsh, in advancing the Eagles towards a more guitar-driven sound in the late 70s. Felder was fired in 2001, and since Henley is more or less a global warming, climate change, anti-big business, but I'll charge my fans 200 bucks a ticket for my show, Euphoria and Egomaniac, <laughs> one shouldn't hold one's breath for any sort of extension of the aforementioned olive branch of Don Felder, who is still a great guitarist. Henley, man up and let go of your anger. Good luck, Joe from Duluth. They hate each Fry, other. Fry fired him. No, not Henley. Yeah, well, Henley didn't like him either. And, and, Henley, is all, Hen and Henley and Fry were the... Head of the corporation, or still are. Right. I'm assuming Fry's family, whatever. Uh, but they hate each other. Felder hates them. Uh, I see Felder's at a local casino coming. Yeah, in. he is. Yeah. I talked to Felder about three, four years ago for Vintage Guitar. Will that be one of your shows? It will be. I don't know what show you're talking about, but we'll address it at some point. Uh, <laughs> is that ever going to happen? It will happen. Yes. One day closer. One day closer. It's like when uh, you did the pushpin map. Felder uh, said, "I don't want to talk about them." Uh, and they had to pay him a large sum of money. Uh, oh, I was going to ask. Okay. Sure. Well, you sign an agreement when you join the Eagles, and then uh, the or you don't. But the five members who were there when they did the agreement in the mid seventies, he was one of them, and so he was supposed to be a quote lifetime member. Uh, they said, "No, you're kicked out of the band." He said, "You can't do that." He sued, and they had to pay him millions, and then they had to add his name to the Hotel California, which wasn't on there at first as the writer because he wrote that intro. Yeah. So uh, he made a lot of money, and he said, "I just I don't want to talk about it." All right. And and they they don't like each other at all. I am sorry that did not register. Thank you. Thank so you. it's working now. Can you explain what happened with the bass players? 
Randy, uh, Randy, Randy Meisner. He just got tired of it. I think Meisner quit. Yeah, and Timothy B. Schmidt took his place. Meisner and, decided to go surfing. See yeah. you later. He and, just quit. And yep. is there yeah. any animosity or anything? I don't. Not that I've ever read. No, Meisner had a couple of solo hit records after he left. Uh, Hearts on Fire, I think, was the name of one of the forty fives. But uh, he had a very kind of a he, high tenor voice. Yeah, but he's also a bit. If you've seen interviews with him, he's a bit of a, a strange fellow. Yeah. Uh, he's he's out there. Is it drug use? Meisner is. I don't uh, know. I, I don't. I'm not sure, but okay. uh, he. Uh, well, I would hope so. But uh, but they, they, I don't think there's any loss there from Meisner to Timothy B. Schmidt because Timothy B. Schmidt's a wonderful I, singer and bass player. I right. talked to someone in that industry because I, I. How had, you doing, Joe? I, I wish had, I wouldn't have read the damn email. I had asked you brought it up if, if they were going to be able to sell out two shows charging because starting price is two hundred yeah. bucks, right? Well, we don't know that, but well, I thought that was pretty it was in, in Atlanta. Got it. it. But but the person said this this will sell out. Oh, immediately. Instantly. Yeah. We're, we're doing something, right? No, I already asked. We're that's, not? No. I already It's not available. Oh. That's, that's not available. <laughs> We're going to come back with John Height's news We're talk more Eagles. cast. <laughs> Man. Bleeping Eagles. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Indiana wants me. Here's John Height. Uh, Thanks. Before I get to news, let me tell you, uh, you people who follow me on Twitter know I stopped up at Mancetti's on Friday night, got myself a pizza. For supper. Uh, For supper. That's right. It's supper, isn't it, Kenny? Uh, It is to us, Thank you very much. Uh, Greg, uh, Tigan, and Rochelle, they run the Mancetti's up in the Anoka-Andover area. And uh, Greg uh, said, I asked him how things were going with the ads, and he said, boy, GLers are great. Uh, they're really, really, really coming through for me. So I appreciate it, GLers. Please continue to go there. Mancetti's at 3603 Round Lake Boulevard, right uh, about a mile north of Highway 10 on Round Lake and a Bunker right in Wait. the corner of Anoka and Andover. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's on the on the edge of... It's just right on the tip, yeah. ...of Anoka and Andover. And Andover. And Coon Rapids? No, Coon Rapids. And Champlin? Isn't. No, they're not there either. I actually had uh, uh, some white guy try to correct me saying it was in... Uh, in Andover, and uh, Greg, thank you, came through with his Mancetti's and said, no, it's in Anoka, LOL. But let me tell you about the food. We don't care about the other stuff they have. Okay. Uh, great pizzas. We all know I love the Papa Mancetti's, but uh, they also have the Carnivore, which is incredible Italian sausage, fresh ground beef, hearty Canadian bacon, spicy pepperoni, and American bacon. Any kind of meat you want. The Chicken Inferno, it's got chicken, it's got banana peppers, jalapenos, and uh, the sauce on that one is very spicy, if you like it spicy. All kinds of great pizzas. You can also make your own, put whatever toppings on you'd like. They also have great pastas. They make their own sauces, meat sauce, spaghetti sauce. They make their own meatballs. Everything there is homemade. Check it out. And uh, by the way, uh, let me go back to pizzas just for a minute. Uh, right in the counter in front there, uh, they make frozen pizzas out of all their own fixings. They have their own homemade sauce and uh, the great toppings at a great price. Stop in and get a couple of those while you're there. Just take them home with you and cook them up. It's Mancetti's Pizza and Pasta, 3603 Round Lake Boulevard. Uh, great meal. You don't want to miss it. Whatever they're paying, charge them more. <laughs> it news. The casualness of the podcast is wonderful, isn't it? It really is. You know, you seem pretty agitated, so now is about the best time uh, to ask this. When you went on your mission yesterday, because I know you're a creature of habit, did you have a yellow post note that said pumpkin? No. Nope. Right, right there. Dash. Nope. Oh, you, could, you, you maintain that? You could retain that? I can that? remember that. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. 
In news, St. Paul police investigating two homicides from the weekend. Authorities said a man was shot and killed just west of downtown St. Paul in the area of St. Anthony Avenue and Dale Street. Police got there at about 11.30 p.m. Sunday to find an unconscious man who appeared to have suffered a gunshot wound in the driver's seat of a vehicle. St. Paul paramedics also responded to the scene, transported the man to Regions Hospital, where he later died. Authorities said a second victim arrived at Regions Hospital with injuries that were not considered to be life-threatening. Ramsey County Medical Examiner's Office expected to release the identity of the man who died as well as the exact cause of death. Late Sunday killing apparently unrelated to an earlier homicide, according to St. Paul Police. A woman arrested in connection with that one Sunday morning on the 600 block of Front Avenue. Police went to a man's apartment when they didn't get an answer. After knocking on the door, officers went inside and found what police spokesman Steve Linders described as a very disturbing scene. I read that. What do you think that means? I don't know, and he wouldn't elaborate. No, I He's... think they found something very ghoulish. Yes. Well, congratulations, though, that you guys set a new record now for homicides. John, you got this one? one? Which one? Man stabbed on Green Line train in critical condition. I just saw that story. I do not have it. <laughs> uh, this was last night yeah. on a westbound Green Line train. Mm-hmm. Uh, 5 p.m. last night. Jeez. The suspect was taken into custody. The uh, guy who got stabbed is in critical condition. Mm-hmm. There's no information on what led up to the stabbing. One person, John, take- you weren't here on Friday. Chris regaled us with a story about a guy he beat the hell out of on the uh, on the train, beating people up again. No, he didn't beat anybody up. I didn't. he didn't beat anybody up. I interrupted what I thought was going to be. He an prevented a burglary. He did oh. one of those Three Stooges eye poke things. Right. <laughs> that whole weird Pitou. deal with the hand thing. Yeah. And then drew his nose back and forth like this. And then just up the chin right. and down the forehead. I'll, uh, I'll have to ask him about that during a break. Uh, don't worry. Uh, that story was sent to me by uh, my wife this morning. Yeah. What story? The I one thought you of, just read. I thought oh. of you immediately, oh. Christopher. One person taken to a hospital after a small plane crashed in White Bear Lake. Happened Sunday morning right before 11 a.m. near the county line between Washington and Ramsey counties, not far from the intersection of Highway 61 and County Road J. One person on board the plane which crashed near train tracks. This person suffered non-life-threatening injuries but was taken to a hospital. Authorities say the plane apparently hit a tree. It's unclear where it was headed or what it was doing before it crashed. Daryl Lemire said it was his friend Gary McDaniel who was flying the plane he had just taken off from Benson Airport in Where that plane had been birthed for 60 years. 1955 Cessna or uh, what other kind of brand is there? There's There's a a lot of brands. It was a cool-looking little plane. Well, Piper maybe. Piper Cub? Yeah. It was a cool plane. Uh, He was able to walk away from it, though. He had some cuts on his face, according to his buddy, uh, Daryl Lemire. I think the plane's pretty shot, though. Yeah, it was crumpled. U.S. began to get intelligence on the whereabouts of Abu Bakr al-Baghdadi about a month ago, according to President Trump. Intelligence officials were able to scope out his exact location two weeks ago, and the president was made aware of a planned raid at the end of last week. Moments after a team, including the U.S. president, gathered in the White House Situation Room at about 4 o'clock our time on Saturday, eight helicopters, mostly twin-rotor CH-47s, took off from an airbase in northern Iraq. U.S. officials have not confirmed exactly where they took off from. Most reports say it was herbal in Iraq. The airport apparently... Herbal is a city, not herbal. Right. Oh, okay. Yes. I just had a, uh, an even deeper and darker thought about the Washington Post headline. Uh-oh. Uh, austere religious scholar. Uh, the, the enmity with which the Post holds Trump yeah. could be so pervasive in the newsroom that they'll do everything they can yep. to, to diminish 
that accomplishment. accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, oh. Oh, 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 go ahead, finish, and then I got something to back you up. Okay. The, <laughs> I can't believe this. And, and then they, then because they've lost sight of identifying with typical Americans. They're they're the insiders inside the Beltway, and and their 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 dislike of Trump is so pervasive that it might have been entirely normal in that newsroom to figure out a way to discredit the Trump administration right, right. for getting the world's worst terrorist by calling him an austere religious scholar, only then having to rewrite the headline two more times to bring themselves back to reality. Yes, Kenny. As you were saying that, I was thinking about this article in the Nation and World uh, section of Saturday's Star Tribune about the headline reads, U.S. deficit soars under Trump to $984 billion. You can see, look at Got a whole bunch of things highlighted right. because our deficit now very high, right. but the economy doing very well. Right. And it's a very confusing article because it's it says, you know, despite the economy doing well, blah, 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 and then they hammer it to Trump. And then the next paragraph, the same thing happens. And I never did look at the source. Guess where it's from? Washington Post. Washington Post. Boom. And it's a great piece. Yeah. I mean, look at everything I've highlighted yeah. there. Yeah. But you're so right. You're so absolutely right. Even even when he's done, even when he does good, <laughs> he's bad. Well, no good deed's going to go unpunished. Right. Uh, on go. that deficit, by the way, is way too high. Way too way high. too. Well, we're going to pay for that at some point. Mm-hmm. Some point. Uh, One but, day closer. Yeah. But <laughs> by the way, this uh, was uh, very interesting. Uh, they did a DNA test there. A, a field test right away. I yeah, had no idea sure. I was going to be this good today. Oh my God! <laughs> Did they I s- thought we deleted Kenny. that. Did, I hope not. Did they send it off to ancestry uh, ancestry.com No, they uh, they had his DNA and they had it on site yep. to make portable sure. lab to make sure. Yep. You know what? Sure. So you said that he learned of this late last week, correct? Yeah. I think he showed great restraint, the president, by not tweeting about it until. <laughs> Uh, Saturday, don't you guys think? Well, in the, in the, in his rambling remarks, I did get nervous that he was probably saying a lot of stuff he shouldn't even have been saying. Yeah. Right, tactical stuff. Right. Oh. Yeah. Good point. Freshman Representative Katie Hill, a rising Democratic star in the House, announced her resignation amid an ethics probe saying explicit private photos of her with a campaign staffer had been weaponized by her husband and political operatives. Weaponized is fog hornable. I have it, Rook. Got it. <laughs> introduced a new word in my, the version I read. Go ahead. Is this the, the gal is a little horny? The, yeah, that, that's yeah. her. The 32-year-old California Democrat had been handpicked for a coveted leadership seat, but in recent days, compromising pictures of Hill and purported text messages from her campaign to a campaign staffer surfaced online in a right-wing publication and a British tabloid. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Hill had acknowledged errors in judgment that Pelosi said made her continued service in Congress untenable. House Ethics Committee had launched an investigation into whether Hill had an this, this is the word inappropriate relationship with an aide in her congressional office. That is prohibited under House rules. Hill's one of the few openly bisexual women in Congress has denied that and vowed to fight a smear campaign she says is waged by her husband, who she says was abusive. Her relationship with the campaign aide became a concern for House Democrats who have made equality in the workplace a priority. On Sunday, after apologizing for the relationship with a subordinate, Hill announced she is stepping aside. What, what is the British tabloid? 
Daily There's many. Mail. Daily Mail is the one. Daily Mail. Sun, Mirror, Mail, Star. They used a term for three-way that I had not heard oh, of. Oh, a throuple. A throuple. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Throuple. Yeah. That's yeah. a new one for me. Me too. We uh, lost a fine guitar to yourself. I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's a new... Well, you know what? Nah. We'll just, nah. We, Sorry, yeah. I next, next story, John. We lost a fine guitarist and songwriter over the weekend. Little Feet's Paul Barrere, who served as guitarist and vocalist in the band for almost 50 years, died Saturday at the age of 71. Uh, no cause of death provided, but he was undergoing treatment in a long battle with liver disease. 1994, Barrere contracted hepatitis C. In 2015, was diagnosed with liver cancer. Barrere joined Lowell George-led Little Feet prior to the recording of the band's breakthrough 1973 album, Dixie Chicken. Uh, the guitarist also contributed Skin It Back and helped co-write the title track for 74's Feet's Don't Fail Me Now. His songwriting credits for the band also include Time Loves a Hero, All That You Dream, Down on the Farm. After George's death in 1979... Barrere took on the role of Little Feet's de facto songwriter up through the band's most recent studio album, 2012's Rooster Rag. A new study finds 81% of more than 1,000 respondents said they become progressively more anxious as their restful Sunday comes to a close. Well, sure, they're getting the, money, they're getting the homework blues. Right. Psycho- they stay with you until you die. <laughs> Psychology. See, I love Sundays. That's Sunday night homework. Did you? I still get the homework feeling. Yeah, you're gonna and you don't because you never did any. Well, that's true. Isn't yeah. he? Aren't you? Aren't? Isn't the piece referring to the fact that they have to go back to work? Well, of course. Well, yeah, yeah, that's what Joe's yeah. referring. But to. don't you have the homework blues on Sunday nights? Oh, no, uh, I love Sunday. I love Actually, Sunday. Seriously, that's, that's my favorite day of the week. Me too. Really? Yes. That is. The only mine. time I felt that is when I had jobs I didn't like. Mm. See, oh, yeah. contrary to what you think, I did have the. Uh, the Sunday night homework blues, but then I figured, well, it's too late to do the homework anyway, so then I just didn't do it. There you go. (laughs) Nearly two-thirds of those responding reported a restless night's sleep on Sunday night, which they attributed to job-related anxiety. And it's not just because people hate their jobs, even people who said they love their work reported anxiety over job expectations and workload. Fretting over something can trigger our flight or fight reflex, according to the folks who did the study. That floods the body with adrenaline, pulse rate and blood pressure rise, breathing becomes rapid, extra oxygen in the brain increases alertness. Uh, You want to counter that stress, they say, by doing things that boost endorphins. Or drink heavily. Uh, Well, actually, they say, no, don't do that, because how do you fight it? Put down your cell phone, exercise, and don't drink up alcohol, because that screws up your sleep patterns, then you don't get any sleep on Mondays. Don't flip me off. Flip the story usually, off. I can usually gut through it. <laughs> yeah. In Columbus, Ohio. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. You're going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. In Columbus, Ohio, police are looking for two suspects that they said robbed a family dollar store Saturday night. What is with... Ooh. How much money can you get from a family Not dollar much. store? Well, especially since no one pays in cash anymore. No, except Joe. Unless you don't have a working card. Yeah, that does happen. I don't have a card. According to Columbus police, the two men entered the store located on Fifth Avenue, pulled out handguns, threatened to shoot the employees while demanding money. The store's employees opened the registers and suspects took off with two cash drawers. Their their behavior with the guns was disproportionate to the venue. <laughs> yes, very much so. I walk in here Friday morning with a, just a head full of ire. And I say to Such, he's the only one here. I say, Such, you get your new card yet? He goes, I don't do business cards. I can't only. 
It just it raised my irritation <laughs> from one hundred to Mach one hundred. I was so angry. What's wrong with leading a cash life? He had a he had a remark about that this morning too while yeah, you were sure sitting did. out there. So what what did he say? Well, it's something along the lines of you know if I something gotta, profane. If I, gotta, if I have to spend money like. You know, soon carried around a big wad of money. No, I don't. I have between 3 and $8 on me, as every GLer knows. Yes, Kenny? <laughs> um, We're waiting. No. 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 Oh, no. Go there, huh? No. Okay. No. Continue on? Okay. All no. Right. All right, then. Let's see what we got here. What do you got, you Joe? You can't go into the weekend with 3 to $8 in your pocket if you refuse to do business with a card. You have to have a card. I don't have a card, Kenny, and I'm not getting a card. When you haul your sorry, narrow ass into your SUV (laughs) and point it east and go to Chicago, are you telling me you get there with three to eight dollars in your card, stopping for gas, and what do you buy? Two dollars of gas at a time? No, no, I have. uh, And what do you do when you have to when you get to a gas station where it's Prepay. You walk in there and go, well, my tank's on E. It's going to go, it's going to be anywhere from 60 to $80. You just give them $100? Yes, that's you, exactly what I you do. You just give them $50? Give them a Han and I come back in and get the change. So you go in twice. Yep. I do. I do. Did you know you couldn't get gas at Costco? Why? Well, you can only use a card. You can't use cash. I'm not a member. <laughs> of what? Costco. Well, if you were, you couldn't. How's that? I, uh, and Kenny, I don't have. I have a couple places where I have uh, uh, privilege. I well, don't, that's I don't all right. Have to go in and pay first. There's that's all right. We all have that. But when you're out on the open road, I pay like a normal person. And what do you do about hotel rooms? Car breaks down. You got to spend the credit night. card. What? Well, yeah, okay. Yeah. So he, he just doesn't have a debit card. I don't have he's a debit. A, he's card. got a credit card. What's the difference? I don't know. I don't have one. There is no difference. I don't want one. Oh my god. I had no idea I was going to be this good today. <laughs> you can't go through life without a credit card. I have a well, credit card. He has card. a credit card. He doesn't have a debit card. But you now can't, I'm with Joe on this. Now you can't you say know. you don't use it when you do use it. Huh? I never said I didn't use a credit card. He said he didn't use a debit card. Huh? There's no goddamn <laughs> difference. Huh? You ass wipes. Yep. Wow. Yep, sure. Yeah. This, is, this is a big difference. Yes, yeah, sir. Are we still on? We got that. Uh, big uh, difference. Maybe we should. Do you want me to do any more news, Joe? Yeah, or we'll probably take a, take a break here. Uh, yeah, take it away. Somebody uh, needs to dump yeah, a pail of water on me. Save some of this news uh, for later. Let me just say. Yeah, I wonder if I get the time of the camp. <laughs> Am I on the air? Oh, hey, uh, you guys are back on the air. Hey, one of those voices is well. on the air. Jim yeah, it is. It is. The late night. Yeah. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchere. Here is your latest Ilhan Omar report on Garage Logic. Ilhan Omar announced her intention to combat homelessness in the U.S. with Homes for All legislation. The latest ambitious federal initiative to come out of the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. Omar will work together with other members of the self-proclaimed squad. That would be Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Rashid Tlaib, and Ayanna Presley to create legislation addressing both the surface issues of homelessness and the systemic 
issues that cause it. It is a moral stain in our country that we have a half a million or more people facing homelessness, Omar said. In a few weeks, we are going to introduce our Homes for All legislation, which will hopefully guarantee a home for everyone. Is it the number four or is it spelled out? Homes for everyone. F-O-R. Okay. The idea behind the plan is for the federal government to pour significantly more funding into building public housing across the nation. Think Soviet-era-style brick apartment buildings. Uh, according to a section on ilharonomar.com about Homes for All, the proposal will aim to establish a progressive Homes for All program that provides an influx of federal housing funding with the goal of jump-starting the uh, building process, so no one is denied a healthy home in a livable community. The plan on OMR's website does have one drawback. What's that? It does not include information about how this would be paid for. Right. Ah. <laughs> Alongside other Democratic initiatives such as the Green New Deal, Medicare for All, free college education, student loan debt cancellation. We now know why she, presumably this is why she has aligned herself with Bernie Sanders, who wants to create trillions and trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars of freeness. Uh, the argument against proposals like this isn't that the goal being pursued is necessarily wrong, but rather that they seem to be financially impossible to execute. Everyone agrees that homelessness is a problem, but for the plan to become reality, Omar, like Senator Elizabeth Warren, is learning now in the Democratic primary, will have to explain how it will be paid for. And she can't explain how it will be paid for, unless it is to be paid for with unicorn exhalations. Right, right. <laughs> but again, what are we doing? We're, we're, we're enabling and we're promoting not working. Yep. That's Plus, exactly homelessness what we're doing. is a very, very complex problem, as we all learn from watching Seattle is Dying, uh, which is an excellent piece. Uh, it's a very complex problem, uh, uh, often driven by uh, drug abuse, uh, uh, mental illness, uh, uh, all kinds of stuff that factors in here, and it's just it's just pandering uh, Marxism to say that you'd solve it by giving everybody a home. But well, you, it's you, not going to work. You have to admit this latest is just it's just political. It's just nonsense. She's yeah. just spewing garbage. It, it, it's fall for all. It's nothing. She's a chief sponsor of twenty two House bills and amendments, but the House has yet to pass any. Any mm -hmm. of her bills, mm -hmm. any of them at all. Right. So she's getting zero done. We like freeness because it rhymes with greenness. <laughs> <laughs> Let's visit the failed academy. Uh, you missed his comment earlier, which I thought was hilarious. What? I'm four sure I didn't. Homes miss it. for all. Yeah. With the number four. I thought it would be four. Yeah, it should be homesforall.com. Right. Or right. Dot yeah, org right. in this case. Yeah. Well, let's visit the failed academy. On Florida State University's website, students can report incidents involving sexual misconduct, stalking, and hazing, as well as concerning behavior that may not be quite as serious or dangerous. For instance, students can report each other. I'm going to ask you all a very important question I'm here. I'm listening. For instance, students can report each other for conduct violations, as well as unexplained absences, yelling, or aggressive comments, oh. even deteriorating physical appearance or personal hygiene. Mm. The college fix, God bless them, submitted a Public Records Act request and obtained 31 complaints filed with FSU during the 2018-19 school year, noting that they can be submitted anonymously. The following are some of the highlights. 
While walking on campus earlier this year, a student noticed a pro-life group holding signs advocating for anti-abortion propaganda <laughs> and stopping innocent students and harassing them and, and uh, whatever. The student added that the campus is supposed to be a safe environment. Uh, in addition, the student said uh, in a March complaint that I understand that freedom of speech is a crucial part of today's world. However, it should not be to this extent while on a school campus. <laughs> Shouldn't have freedom of speech on a school campus. <laughs> and recommended some sort of action to prevent groups from being able to harass others while walking to class. The reporting form includes a section where students can report harassment by student groups, but it isn't clear how the aforementioned student categorized the pro-life group complaint. Uh a student reported that he was denied a water cup and suggests that water cups be available on campus. Several complaints were filed about an Instagram post from a group of students showing men in sombreros and striped ponchos with a caption saying, we don't pay cover or taxes. I don't even know what that means. Uh, students can report on each other even about things said in private. The reporting website is an efficient and effective means to share information concerning allegations of misconduct that may be happening in the university Community FSU spokesman Dennis Schnitker wrote in an email to the College Fix. Wow. All right, where's this headed? That's my question. Well, welcome to Berlin, 1938. What is the logical... Uh, this is Big Brother. Where are this you headed This is Orwell. This yes, is you in the back? Uh, it's, it's corroborating your theory of kids not being able to talk to one another. Right. It, it's, it'll be more insidious than that. If you keep going oh. down this road, uh, A, you're... Education is invalidated because you're not learning anything. You've suddenly just gone to an indoctrination camp. Mm -hmm. uh, because what's going to happen is that these institutions, uh, compounding their failure, will create uh, the rules and regulations for what you are allowed to say and not say. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Drip by drip. Mm -hmm. Drip by drip. And then, boom, you're done. This is, this is ridiculous, but the failed academy is ridiculous because the failed academy, those academies that have failed, have given up on the idea of uh, educating people and uh, merely are there to uh, continue to identify new groups of victims. When will it get to a point where not only will people not be able to afford to send their kids to college anymore, they just won't send them at all? Did you read the tweet I had about my two painters? Yes, yes. I did. Yeah. Two good guys. Early 60s. One of them, the husband of a noted local politician. But because I'm going to maintain their privacy, I don't no read to bring that up. Well, one guy got the degree in uh, urban planning. The other guy got degree in freshwater biology. And they've been painting together. They said, the hell with that. They've been painting together for 38 years. They're booked through next year. And they couldn't be happier. They have great lives. They they have children. They feed their families, and they work when they want. What the hell, do, you, you kids that are thinking about the failed academy? You got to rethink it. In many cases, I think the failed academy works if you're going to go to MIT because you have an idea that you want to invent a new form of electrical current, and you'll only be taking classes with other people who are as interested as you are in that particular field. Question for you. Why did he get out of freshwater biology? That seems like a fascinating field to I me. don't know. I, I was, didn't. It was, kicking his was it the politics of the job? I, I don't know. It's 38 years ago. I, 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 oh. I'm going to be talking to these two guys again. Uh, I consider them kind of buddies now. 
and uh, I'll learn more about it. You monitor the work. Just you stand inside. There. How are we doing, guys? The picture window, looking out. <laughs> no, I, I, they're going to they're gonna readjusting me a, yourself. They're going to give me a bid to do my exterior, and I want to know what that's going to be. You almost done there, Tiger. I gotta. We're gonna five o'clock here. No, my point is, I think more. Uh, and more you're using the the bathroom out on the street, right? <laughs> yeah, I, I got a porta potty out there for you. The, the point is, I I think more and more kids would be served well by really thinking this through if if they want to go to. College. You're entering through the service quarters, aren't you? Please. Yeah, well, we maintain that. Yeah. <laughs> They're not allowed to use the elevator. Right. Right? Come yeah. in through the loading dock right. if right. you don't mind. Right. Uh, but this 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 uh, college let students report on each other for conduct violations, including deteriorating physical appearance or personal hygiene. See, here's the problem. Uh, because there's no way to measure that, there are no standards for this, uh, this, this gives the school, this gives the officials of the failed academy the means to then create the guidelines. What will constitute deteriorating physical appearance? And, and this is you, all. Are, are you yeah. going to be told to get a haircut? The right. playbook. The playbook of here's what now that you have to act this way. Look at page seven. What if uh, what if they say these you don't people, use enough deodorant? These people would not last long in this office, no, would they? No, no, no. Because no, no, no. we uh, we we don't hold anything <laughs> no. back when it comes to each other. Okay, no. but here here's here's where they're going to end up windmilling themselves. There's already a kind of a popular movement about uh, these young people who believe that uh, they don't want to smell other people's cologne or uh, yes. or yeah. deodorant yes. and everything. So so let's say uh, somebody complains about a guy in a college class who's not using deodorant. Well, the windmilling will occur when you discover that in the same class are people who don't want you to use deodorant because they don't want to smell it. Right. Whatever happened to just saying, hey, uh, Jethro, you smell like a bag of bleep. Yeah. Well, that's just it. <laughs> These then you'd get reported for uh, a conduct violation. But no, Kenny brought up Speech something violation. else. People that age, they yeah. don't know how to talk to each other. It's this, it's the yeah. texting world. They don't know how to communicate with one another. It can only lead to utter tyranny in the failed academy. It happened right here. A, a, a kind of a version of what you just mentioned, Chris, and you're covering, uh, um, Joe. Headline, lost man shamed as creeper on Facebook. Is this the big yeah. lake guy? Police come to rescue. Some old dude driving around looking for an address, pulling over so he's not driving and looking at his phone. Yep. Looking at his phone, looking at numbers on the houses. Some other young punk takes pictures of the guy. Oh, no, it was video, a gal. Or, yeah. Yeah, it was uh, a mom. Yeah, and then goes to Facebook shaming this guy. Mm -hmm. And the poor guy was reduced to tears, yeah. and the police had to come to his rescue yep. because she's afraid to go over and say, Hey, sir, what's up? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's going on? Because he was, he was looking for his kid's house, correct? <laughs> Something innocent. Yeah. Jeez. Michael writes, hail the flashlight king. Hail you. I wanted to pass along my recent experience with Grunthofer Bratz. In the picture, he sent some pictures. You will see a variety of Grunthofer Bratz sizzling over an open fire in the BWACBWABBBABWBBC. <laughs> After a long day hiking miles and miles through the woods in pursuit of one of Mother's finest game birds, the Grunhofer's brats were nothing less than amazing when we finally got back to camp. Nothing will ever compare to a Grunhofer's brat on an open fire as far away from the tallest buildings as you can get in Minnesota. Grunhofer's has spoiled me forever. I just want to thank you, the mayor, and the crew for having a, great, a truly great meat shop advertising with you. If it wasn't for you guys, I may never have had that experience up in the BWBWABDD. A loyal GLer and daily lister that's always pushing back. Uh, Gail writes, my husband had his deer processed 
at Grunhofer's last year. The summer sausage stops everyone in their tracks when they see it out on the table every time without fail. It's all crazy good. Hail the flashlight king. Hail you. We went on a little vacation to Arizona last week, spent a few days in Sedona, and spent the last day at the Western Kierland Hotel and Spa in Scottsdale before we flew back to Colorado the following day. Went at the West, and we were hanging out at the pool and hot tub. In typical Minnesota fashion, we started chatting it up with other people in the hot tub. Unfortunately, I didn't get their names, but one couple heard we were from Minnesota. They live outside of Portland. And the husband mentioned seeing a game in the Metrodome before it was torn down and also took a trip up north. We got on the topic of college football and asked how the Tommy Johnny game went. Ooh. I asked how the heck someone from outside of Portland would have a clue about the Tommy Johnny game. He said when on the trip to Minnesota years <laughs> earlier, he was listening to Sushere and Royce. He found you on 1500, has been listening ever since. It appears that he had converted to the podcast. I was stunned. We talked some GL. Everyone else got a kick out of that, especially his wife. When we left the tub, he said, I'll see you at Grunhofer's. You never know when you will run into another GL or good luck, Greg Sands, Edwards, Colorado. Nice. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meat Market at the north end of Hugo on Highway 61. Nice job, Sandsy. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. A little chilly out this morning on a, uh, or this afternoon on a Monday. We're heading over to Jack's Cafe to warm up. We will be doing the Monday Night Sports Talk podcast. We'll be recording there. And you know what? I don't think they're going to have the GL Date Night VIP menu out today. So if you ask for that later on today, Such, they, they won't bring it out. I'm to not you. going to ask for it. All right. But if you are going to have a special evening with your guy or gal, the Rookie Date Night men- VIP menu, it's less than $100. It includes a bottle of wine. There are four courses that you will enjoy, and the feedback is phenomenal. Plan that for your dates. Go have a date night. Go have a special night out, and then report back to me how great the staff was at Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. Three generations. Here's the phone number, 612-789-7297. It's better to go online to jackscafe.com. That's J-A-X-C-A-F-E. What you'll see there is all of the events that they've got going, the private dining. That means if you're going to plan that Christmas party, that family get-together, or the work party. From 25 to 300, they can accommodate with elegance and style. The food is off the charts. If you've been there already, you know if you haven't yet, you're about to be entertained because Jack staff will make you feel like royalty. What about a thruple? Will they entertain a thruple? No, I think they keep it straight in there with Jack's Cafe. Uh, J-A-X-C-A-F-E dot well, I'm going up there today. I'm going to ask him. Ask him about the <laughs> Rookie Date Night VIP menu. Because my wife and I, we have a girlfriend. <laughs> and you're good to go. 612-789-7297 or online at jackscafe.com. J-A-X-C-A-F-E. She just doesn't know it yet. <laughs> Boy, I'm, I'm really glad Billy has a very good sense of humor. Billy Cole's like Say, uh, uh, the chief writes, it's Saturday. Rookie was kind enough to mix him up. Bloody Mary at the Minnesotan while his wife was looking at her new favorite sweatshirt. Then he made the weekly run to Ace, which is a block north of the Minnesotan in downtown White Bear. And just before walking out, he told the staff that you, once you move out these pumpkins, you'll have plenty of spot for your Grunhofer's cooler. Nice. <laughs> yep. Nice. Here's John Height in the newsroom. Thanks, Joe. Uh, sports note, Houston now leads the World Series three games to two after oh. taking all three in Washington. Uh, I missed this somehow. Two women who flashed their breasts Don't from know behind. How that was possible, I John. missed it. From behind the backstop during Game 5 have now been banned from all Major League ballparks. Major League Baseball sent the women a letter shortly after their escapade Sunday night. Julia Rose and Lauren Summer identified themselves on social media. 
Popular on Instagram, they lifted their tops and exposed themselves as Houston Astros ace Garrett Cole was set to pitch to Ryan Zimmerman in the seventh inning. That game had a little bit of everything, didn't it? A presidential visit, yeah, the booing of the president, two Instagram women, models flashing themselves. Bare breasts. 2019's great, isn't wow, it? what a year. The I women find it anywhere. Women were standing in the second row, slightly to the first base side of home plate. The stunt was seen live on Fox oh. by a camera shooting from center field. There they are. Cole stepped All off. All four of them. I'm right. <laughs> Hi. Come in, Rangoon. Mm-hmm. Cole stepped off the mound. Unclear whether he saw the women. MLB says the ban from big league stadiums is indefinite for... The two women. But how are they going to know? You know, some kid at Target Field's not going to know who these two women are. Former Cowboy Jack. Can you lift up your shirt so I can (laughs) verify that those are the women I'm looking for? (laughs) Former Cowboy Jack security guard has been charged in connection to an incident in August during which he allegedly brandished a short barrel shotgun, punched an employee, and stole 24 grand in cash from the Minneapolis bar and restaurant. According to the court documents, 24-year-old Hakeem Alexander Coles has been federally charged with interference with commerce by robbery. The complaint says Coles had been hired at the beginning of August to work security at Cowboy Jack's, but he was fired after he was found sleeping in the back staircase after the bar closed. On August 17th at about 9 in the morning, the restaurant and bar's GM was at the business when Coles got there, said he had left his phone in the office the night before. Manager went into the office with Coles to help him look for the phone. At that point, Coles handed the manager a backpack and said, fill the bag with all the money. What a dummy. You know what I'm learning from this story? Hmm. Diversity is really making inroads when a guy named Hakeem is a security guard at Cowboy Jacks. Right, right. (laughs) (laughs) When the manager told Coles he didn't have to go through with his plan, Coles reportedly pulled a short-barreled shotgun from his pants and pointed it at the manager. The manager placed money from the restaurant safe into the backpack. Then, surveillance video showed Coles trying to, uh, t- or tying the manager's hands together with the phone cord before he punched her in the head, knocking her unconscious. Jeez. Cole left the office, and a while later, the manager could be seen via surveillance video getting up and placing a call. The manager called the restaurant supervisor and 911. When they got there, investigators learned Coles had taken about 24 grand. Investigators learned he worked as a security officer at a couple of other Minneapolis businesses and contacted a Minneapolis police officer who worked part-time at one of the locations where Coles had previously worked. An investigation revealed Coles had an active probation violation warrant related to a prior aggravated robbery conviction. Probation officer assigned to Coles was also able to confirm his identity. He's now been indicted in federal court. Are we being led to believe that twenty-four grand was one t- one night at uh, Cowboy uh, Jack? It, I, I bet it was even probably more than that because a place like that is massive. They have to generate over fifty grand on a busy Friday or Saturday night. I would imagine. Interesting. So there might be a better mark than say a dollar store. Correct. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, and again, obviously this was an inside job. You know, people like that. That's that's why a lot of these places are so hard up for people because you, they have to be trustworthy. <sighs> Was it necessary to knock her out? Of course not. Of course Jeez. not. Is it necessary to stab somebody on the green line? No. Eh. Not necessary. Ask Chris. I don't know. <laughs> the memoir that Prince started but didn't finish before he died in 2016 is now ready for fans to read. And his collaborator, Dan Pippenbring, is telling all on how the beautiful ones finally came together. The book goes on sale tomorrow, Tuesday. Pepperbring said panic, shock, and joy swept over him when he was chosen by Prince. They met face-to-face for about 15 hours before the superstar's death from an accidental drug overdose. Prince had written just 28 pages. Wait, wait, wait. Re- repeat that. They met when, John? 15 hours. 
for about prior total, to his death. Yeah, gotcha, 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 for fifteen gotcha. hours. Be Prince, tough to have at that meeting after he died. Well, no, no, no. I was wondering right. the timeline of when he yeah. met him because you could say, "Oh yeah, I talked to him for about a week." That sounded from what I read earlier that it was legit. It was, yeah, oh, okay. six months before. Got it. Prince had written just twenty-eight pages, leaving Pippenbring searching for a way to finish up the book. He said he found it at Prince's Paisley Park using pictures and other artifacts from the childhood and early career of Prince. In the book, Prince looks back on how uh, looks back on how conflicts between his parents played out in his life. Robert Evans, the Paramount executive who produced many movies, whose life became as melodramatic and jaw-dropping as any of his films, died on Saturday night. Evans was 89 years old. Even though Hollywood history is filled with colorful characters, few can match the tale of Evans, whose life would seem far-fetched if it were fiction. With his matinee idol looks but little acting talent, he was given starring roles in a few movies early. Uh, He didn't make it there, but he, he left to join the executive ranks. His first film as a producer... (laughs) <laughs> Not bad for a first film, Chinatown. He followed with other hits like Marathon Man and Urban Cowboy. Eventually, his distinctive look and speaking style turned him into a cult figure, and he had the distinction of being the only film executive who starred in his own animated television series. Hollywood producers are planning a movie about a military exorcism that may have taken place at Fort Bragg. <clears throat> In late September, Variety broke the news that director Osgood Perkins is teaming up with Lionsgate for a film known as Incident at Fort Bragg. The Variety article states the film is based on the true story of Malachi Martin. Does that ring a bell for anybody? No. Anybody ever uh, listen to Art Bell's show? No. no. God, no. this is Art Bell. West he, of the Rockies. He interviewed Malachi often. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, he, uh, the Observer attempted to reach out to Fort Bragg's religious services reps and other spokespeople to talk about the movie, but a spokesman said chaplains will decline to comment. Lionsgate hasn't pushed out any official news release about the film, but Flynn Picture Company, which Variety named as the producers of the film, has shared a link of Variety's story to its Instagram social media page. Uh, Malachi died back in 1999 at the age of 78. He had started working in the Vatican as a Jesuit priest in 1958. He left the Jesuits in 1965 and moved to the United States. His book, Hostage to the Devil, specifically addressed the topics of exorcisms. Martin's life is the topic of a Causeway Pictures and Underground Films documentary, also called Hostage to the Devil, that is featured on Netflix. Very good. we got to go to Jack's and do Monday Night Sports Talk. I have to prep. Yep. <laughs> Say the street signs are being changed around Calhoun. Oh, They're yeah. all going to be Bidet Makaska. But what's interesting is that the uh, the lake name remains in limbo. The Minnesota Court of Appeals ruled earlier this year that the DNR did not have the authority to change the name, uh, and it's now in the hands of the state Supreme Court. Hmm. But the Minneapolis Park Board, which is nothing but a group of leftist activists, are going ahead and changing the name even before anyway. the court. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. What happened? <laughs> I didn't know you were going to read another story. We're I'm gonna, sorry. We're going to end again. <laughs> yes, there end we go. again. We're going to close her out. I didn't know he was going to go into the, uh, the sign story. I just oh. wanted to get that out. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, if people catch this in time, we're going to do a live Facebook video at Jack's Cafe today. Oh, perfect. How do we do that, Joe? Can you describe how that works? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> well, if you want to find out more information about <laughs> social media and Garage Logic, go to garage. Logic.com. 
I'd like to thank Corey and the staff at the Minnesotan for some fine hospitality. We should be taking on, uh, Saturday afternoon. Right yeah, we really should. You are going to break the entire Joe's counter. Joe's trying to repair his microphone. Microphone number four. I'm going to shut mics up before people All right. swear. Uh, GarageLogic.com. By the way, new Table Talk just dropped today. Check it out. Table Talk with Rookie's Family. See you next time. Oh, my God.